With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore. And tonight we are going to talk about six comics with some movie news, some toy news. But first, mm. let's say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hey, Holly, you found so excited and so energetic, and I'm just—if I fall asleep, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's because I had that vegetable tempura this morning. Um, instead of oh, that sounds meat. really that nice. really good. Mm. Get that with a cow. I had vegetables. I had I had vegetable tempura as well. Did you? Yeah, marrows. Um, tempura, uh, but Indian style, so it's a bit spicy. We put some chili in there. Uh, yeah, and um, what else? Um, then spinach leaves, uh-huh. and and then we made little dumplings with chickpea flour, and then we deep fried those. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of like falafel. I'll give you the recipe. Right. Like the falafel bulb, yeah, but yeah. spicier. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we got some movie. Did we eat our vegetables. Yeah, we eat our vegetables. <laughs> um, we have some movie toys, and you have a few things to say about that. I do. Yes, I do. Um, I'm very on the fence about this, but I'm gonna go off because I was going off off air, and Holly's like, "Stop preaching to the choir, girl. Oh, quiet." <laughs> and anyway. So this weekend was New York Toy Fair or something. And apparently it's a big deal. I, I don't, didn't even know it existed. Um, but so everybody came out with all their collectibles and toys and merchandise that they're going to have throughout the summer. Um, and we got really nice collectibles from DC actually um there's an homage to um Superman versus Doomsday from the 90s uh I actually want to get that uh there's a gorgeous love statue of Mira and Aquaman and then we got um the movie stuff so, this is where my bone comes in to the mince here. Um, we got Wonder Woman Funkos released. And they are fantastic. We have Hippolyta. We have Wonder Woman in an evening gown dress. We have Wonder Woman in her uh, sort of pre-Wonder Woman garb. So, it's not, you know, the red and blue suit. It's this gold um, beige Thing that she's wearing that you see in the beginning of the, the trailers and stuff. We got Wonder Woman with her sword and lasso and shield. And then the thing that really pissed me off, we got Steve Trevor 
And this is this is why it pissed me off. I am excited, beyond excited that Steve Trevor gets a fucking call. I'm so happy, right? But then the first thing after I'm like, oh yay, Steve, was like, oh, why didn't Lois get one? You know? And when I asked Funko, which is the reason why I posted a very controversial tweet to them, was I asked Funko, why did Lois Lane not get one and Steve Trevor got one? And this wasn't the Funko site that replied to me. It was somebody that works for Funko. I had to go and find out who this person was. They said it's because Steve carries a gun. And I was severely pissed off at this. Because in two movies, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Lois has a gun, right, in, in Man of Steel. Just by the way. But she is integral to the point that Zack Snyder purposefully put in a quote in the movie that says it's Lois, Lois Lane, she's the key, right? She's the key to this entire universe. And when Amy Adams was interviewed recently, she said that Although she would love for a script to give Lois this whole adventure or whatever that doesn't involve Superman or something like that, sort of like what she was doing in Africa at the beginning of BVS, she said she understands why the script does not service Lois, but Lois serves the script. And she says it's because Zack Snyder just said to her that Lois Lane is the only fully developed character in the entire DC universe and that she is integral to every cog working in this machine. Am I still on or did I get cut off? Hello? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep... Okay, all right. I'm still on. Yay. Um, right, and I want to say one more thing. There were two images from the DC universe of movies that broke Twitter, broke Facebook, broke the internet. It was the first image we ever got from Man of Steel, which was uh, Superman up against the smashed safe. And the second image was the shoulder-to-shoulder total films cover of Superman and Lois Lane. Those images are still the most searched when you put in Man of Steel or when you put in DCEU, or when you put in Batman v Superman, Superman, or whatever like that, or when you put Superman and Lois Lane, you get, I will tell you which images pop up, because I just really, literally just did the search. You get the action comics image. You get Bruce Timm's Superman and Lois Lane in his arms drawing. You get Clark and Lois from Good Morning Metropolis in Smallville. And then you get the Man of Steel poster with Lois and Superman. Why the hell could
could we not get a Lois Lane Funko? A Lois Lane and Superman collectible because apparently you can get a Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman collectible where they're back-to-back fighting because Steve has two guns. Ooh. You know? And Wonder Woman has her sword. But why is it that we can't get a Lois Lane one? I've emailed and I've talked and, and there is a whole group of us that on Twitter that have done this where we've asked Franco and they've replied with the same bullshit email that I that I read out to you guys saying that they either do not have the like likeness um authority from the actor or actress or they do not have the rights to the character. Now how do I know this is BS? It's because Amy Adams has been quoted number of times saying she wants an action figure. No one's asked her. And Funko, with their DC Legion contract, have access to every single DC character. So why can't we get Lois Lane? I'll tell you why. Okay. When I, I know in America it's like this. When mm-hmm. you when a guy goes into the army or a girl, okay, well you well we'll have to mm-hmm. use guys because it's been predominantly guys. And it doesn't make sense the other way. So when they get their rifles right, right. they hold mm-hmm. up their rifle and they say, This is my weapon Okay. And then they grab right. the tackle and they say, This is my gun. Because you don't call your rifle a gun. You call it a weapon. Okay? So, when the guy tells you that Steve Trevor has a gun, in my mind is, he's got tackle, Lois doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, and he may be holding a revolver or something in his hand, Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I get it. Two guns. If he's got two revolvers, he's got three guns. But because Lois doesn't have the right tackle between her legs, she's not going to get a Funko figure. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you because I tweeted Funko after they sent me that tweet, right? Well, not Funko directly, somebody else. Um. I tweeted the, the, the reveal of the Wonder Woman images, and I said, I'm very happy for Wonder Woman, but this misogynistic bullshit needs to end. Why does the guy with the gun get a Funko, and the woman, leading lady, that's what I said, leading lady, because that's what she is, who is integral to the plot, hell no. And that literally, for me, I mean, I don't have that many followers or whatever, but that blew up like nobody's business. I think I got 150 retweets or something. And, you know, people were replying to me. I had to turn my notifications off because obviously you have people that say, oh, you know, you're a girl, everything's misogynistic. And then you have the feminazis coming after me and you know it was just too much but the thing is 
I had more people agreeing with me. I had more people saying they would buy Steve. They would they would buy a Lois Lane rather than a Steve Trevor. So uh, you can have an Overwatch type character with a laptop, and you know whatever Felicity has balls or something. Like literally, she has metal balls that float around her. Actually, like, I think like, that Felicity got her action figure before she became Overwatch, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she's got an action figure with a laptop, right? Yeah, and and then in 2013, when we talked to Dan DiDio, and we wanted to know where was Lois's action figure, and he tried mm-hmm. to explain, well. Lois wasn't distinct enough, you know. And they haven't done a Lois Lane figure since, what, the 60s, the 50s? I mean, I still got my, you know, my Silver Age Lois with a Jackie Kennedy hat, you know. Yes. A Pilmock yes, hat. I've got the exact and, same one. And he said, well, she's not distinctive enough and everything. And then they come out with a Felicity figure and... Hello? I mean, put a freaking notebook in her hand. Put a gun in the other hand. Mm. Have her doing a kick with her legs like she's going to knock somebody out. I don't care. You know? Hippolyta mm-hmm. doesn't have a gun. she got a sword. Oh, she got a sword. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> What's her face? What was her name? Fayora. Did she have a gun? No. No. But no. She had a knife. She had a knife. Oh, she had a knife. Well, <laughs> put a freaking knife in Lois's hair, and she can, you know, you can kill somebody with a pen, okay? Listen, I mean, put a damn big uh, Daily Planet badge on her that says Lois freaking Lane on it, and I'm cool, right? You don't if they, if you, if it's hard for people to identify her, put her name on her, put a notepad in her hand, put a pencil. There's literally only a few characters that carry a notepad and a pencil in the DC universe. So this whole identifiable thing, bullshit. The whole we don't have the likeliness rights from the actors, bullshit. The whole. Uh, we don't think it will sell. Nonsense, right? Yeah. And Jim the whole talking. yeah, and the whole oh, we don't have the rights to the character. Then why did you come out saying we have the rights to every single DC character ever? And guess you who was one of the first two? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lois freaking Lane. Where is her action figure? Where is her Funko? I mean, Uh, it doesn't take any imagination. Okay, Princess Leia. Okay, yeah, they're going to give her the muffin hair. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, and some of these other characters, they do Game of Thrones. They didn't give all the chicks weapons. No, mm-mm. They all get, I mean, a big, you know, 
you know, whatever. What I, I'm sitting there and watch time after time after time some television show, get all these Funko figures, and I'm like, where's Lois's? Because these are just no, like, yeah, ordinary I, people. If you didn't know the show, you just think it was a person, you know, of everyday life. And I'm sitting there going, what is the thing against Lois? It pretty much is, what do they have against Lois? Okay, and if Disney's not giving them permission to use Lois, then what's DC's problem? I don't think it's DC, because I was looking at the Valentine's Day um, merchandise, right? And DC Comics have a bombshell Lois Lane uh, mug, right? Finally. They have a, it's finally, been right? what? Okay, what year? Three years. Three years, yeah. Um, they have a bombshell Lois Lane, um, what you call those things? Cell phone cover, right? They have a... A whole, a whole lot of other bombshell stuff. I, I, f- I forgot to make a note of it. I know there's a tot glass. I know there's a normal drinking glass. Um, Finally. There's, yeah, you know. There, there's it didn't stuff, come out in the first right? round three years ago. No, no, right? And somebody sent me a picture from Australia, and they work in a uh, comic book store, and they showed me all their Lois Lane merchandise. And I don't know if Australia has, like, a different license because they got, like, Lois Lane T-shirts, right? They have um, bombshell Lois Lane stuff where she's featured on this collage of of all the bombshells and she's there. Um, And then they've got her separate T-shirt as well. And they've got a whole lot of, of Lois stuff, right? And I'm just, like, curious to know why it's not DC. It's obviously Funko. Because according to other people from other fandoms, right, this is not the first time they've done it with a female character. Where as soon as a female character gets superpowers, then she gets a Funko. But... Let's just say she she's normal, right? Like, I'll give you an example from the Marvel side. There's a show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. revolves around a female character. But she didn't have her superpowers because, you know, mutants have to go through this whole traumatic event before they can, like, discover their powers and stuff. So in the third season... When the uh, last half of the second season, she goes through this traumatic event, and then in the season finale, she gets her powers. Season three comes out, and she suddenly got a Funko, but she didn't have one at the beginning of season one. And she's been there from episode one, scene one. So it's clearly something else, right? Um, apparently, with the with the Disney princesses, they only do the princesses in dresses and gowns. They don't do like the fighting princess or like Meg, who is a Lois Lane type character, 
or Pocahontas, who is was a freedom fighter type character. They only do the Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, that sort of characters. And I honestly just think that whoever is in the company just doesn't like powerful women for some odd reason. Right. I mean, Lois could kill somebody with her tongue. True. I mean, she'd kill me if she kissed me with her tongue. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All she'd have to do is, I mean, she, you know, she puts the mind whammy on them when she opens her mouth and speaks the truth. Yeah, well, that's the case. Lois, you know, your president said it. Yeah, I mean, your president said it. The biggest enemy we have against people today is the media. Right. right? And Lois Lane represents the good side of the media, the people that will tell you the truth, right? And that's why I think these people are afraid of her. I don't know. I honestly am just lost because when you ask people, you don't get a straight answer. So does Iris have a Funko from the Flash series? No. Does Joe? Yes, because he has a gun. Holy crap! Let me just check that. I'm just gonna just gonna double check why are we talking. But yeah. <laughs> um. There on is the a... flip side, on the flip side, we did get really really good Justice League collectibles. Um. Henry Cavill Superman collectible looks amazing. It's like it's he has his hands on his hips and his chest is out and his cape is flowing and I'm just like oh this is real like, superman stuff. Yeah, it's it's like amazing. So, yeah. No, Iris West does not have a Funko, but Joe does. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he has a gun in his pants and in his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that is, ugh, that's the pain of it. I can't believe Felicity freaking stupid shit face has a Fongo. And Lois Lane doesn't. But I can't, I can't tweet that's that out. That's what's wrong with the yeah. world. You know that. Th- that's when you know the world is buggered up. Really? I mean, seriously. Yeah. That Felicity freaking stupid idiot fucking whatever her surname is, Smoke, doesn't, you know, has, has two. She has an action figure and she has a Funko and she has a key ring. And she has a cell phone case. And she has a t-shirt. A couple of t-shirts. But Lois Lane doesn't. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's just so wrong on so many levels. Okay, fine. You don't want my money? You ain't getting it. But that's the thing. I, they release so many Funkos, right? So many. Every TV show out there has one. 
Gilmore Girls have Spunkos. How come right? they, do they have guns? No, they have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. Ugh. And Felicity's, like, Funko is actually really nice. So stupid, but it's nice, you know. Yeah. Could care less. Don't like phony Could care less. She killed a black canary! Yeah, dude, they killed a black canary for for her. Uh, her. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, the Justice League ones are very nice. Oh yes. good. Um. Yeah. They. No. Yeah. They're exceptional. They're like really good. So I'm gonna get the Superman one. Um. I told my parents, my family, my sister, my auntie, everybody. I was like, okay, we're starting a collection fund. I need a hundred and fifty dollars. Anything will count. My sister gave me ten cents. So I was like, never mind. It'll count. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, moving on from that, let's get some positive something. I just want to put it out there. I'm not upset that Steve Trevor has one. I'm just upset that Lois Lois Lane, exactly, that Lois Lane doesn't have. And she's so important. Well, here's the thing. She still doesn't. The Wonder Woman movie just is coming out now. Lois has been in Man of Steel. She's going to be in Justice League and she still doesn't have one. Yeah. I know. She's going to be in more movies than anyone. They gave that Bosworth, who shall not be named, a Barbie doll. Mm Mm-hmm. But did Margot Kidder have a figure? Uh, excuse me. They gave freaking Doomsday and... The Superman soldier from the nightmare sequence, Funkos, and stuff. Why can't Lois get one? I mean, Doomsday, really? They gave the Superman soldier from the nightmare one, but not Lois Lane. Not Lois Lane, no. She doesn't, she's not worthy. Mm -mm. Does Lex have one? Yes, Lex has one. Uh, no, now, he has hair Does in this he? one, or is he bald? Uh, let me just check. I don't think Lex has one. We all know Batman's uh, dads of them. Batman has five. Sheesh. Yeah. So did the dead Robin get one? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you're kidding. The dead Robin got one? The dead Robin statue got one. <laughs> and the Superman soldier in the nightmare got one. Yeah, Lex did not get one. Mm-mm. Lex didn't get one? Lex did not get one, no. I'll tell you I'll tell you who got Funkos, right? Mm. There was Superman, there was Wonder Woman, there was Aquaman. There was Batman times Yeah, there was Batman times three, right? Um then there was the nightmare sequence Superman Soldier. <laughs> then there was Rates over Lois Lane, but he's got two guns. 
Well, a weapon and a gun. A weapon and a gun. Um, where did I say? Oh, Doomsday has one. And then they have... Hey, wait a minute. Hold- Doomsday oh, doesn't have a gun. That we know no, of. No, he doesn't... That we know of. We didn't see that. He was naked, wasn't he? He didn't have clothes on, right? He did not have clothes on, no. Do not make me watch that movie to look for Doomsday's tackle. (laughs) And you can always ask Dan Jurgens, hey, Dan, did Doomsday have tackle in that movie? Because we're trying to figure out how he got a Funko and Lois didn't. And lastly, the last one was the um, Superman false god statue. Oh, gosh. The spray-painted one? The spray-painted statue, yes. And the Robin. (laughs) And the dead Robin. The dead Robin, yeah. But not Lois. Not no, not Lois Lane. <laughs> okay, and Man of Steel, she was carrying a camera around. That seemed to be pertinent to the story. She wears a shoulder bag. She uh, carries, I assume, she carries around a smartphone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. She works for the Daily Planet. You always slap that insignia on her somewhere. <laughs> on her butt. I don't care. On her forehead. Put her in a freaking pencil skirt and, you know, make it. But no. We're getting nope. Ed Robin yep. and the Superman soldier in the nightmare. And Doomsday. And Doomsday. Maybe <laughs> Who does not have a gun. <laughs> I guess bony protrusions count as a gun. Well, Dan Juggins did say needs more bony protrusions. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is how idiotic Funko is. This is how idiotic Funko is. And I, the thing is, I tweet this to them. It's not like they're unaware of it. <laughs> I point out how stupid they are. Hey. And they still, they still don't listen. They don't want to make money. But... But they had the gall. They had the gall, right? I asked them because they had a question and answer thing on Twitter. Uh-huh. Right? Right. So I tagged everybody in this question, like everybody who could answer me. Right. And I got a response. But the same one you always get? No, no. My question was, where is Lois Lane? I would like any version of Lois Lane, right? I was like, you can do the animated series. You can do MOS, BVS, Smallville, right? And the Funko DC Legion account replies to me, that's a really good idea. And I was like, no shit, Sherlock. Did you say no shit, Sherlock? I did. uh, Well, I wanted to say it. You but didn't tweet that back, did you? I did not tweet that back, but I was like, I mean, that's almost exactly brain, brain surgery, right? 
No, it's it, it's not like, and you know the thing is, I'm not the only one asking. Right. There are there are people I don't even follow that ask this. Right. And yeah, it's it's like it's not just me or you or our friends or even our friends' friends. It's a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. So we did have some trailer news. Mm. Just drinking some water. Um, I got so worked up. I got so worked up. <laughs> Breaking a sweat. Um, I got so literally. I'm so worked up. I'm shaking. But anyway, shaking my fists and everything. Um, we did have a confirmed uh tweet from the trailer tracking people on iTunes and stuff like that. The Wonder Woman trailer will come out in March. Yay! Yay! See, we're excited. I really like Wonder Woman, right? Um, that will be the final trailer, and then they will go into full promos. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So get ready for more Steve Trevor and his gun. Um, I'm sorry, Steve. I like you. Sorry. You like sorry. Steve. It's just, uh, you know. Lois yeah. has been around since 1938. Steve Trevor has not. Exactly. You, you well, know... again before Steve, I'm pretty sure. You know something? I'm going to say this, and people can go and check it out. Lois has actually been around since before Superman. Um, Joe and Jerry obviously uh, created the character of Lois around uh, Joanne Sheagle. Right. Right. And they actually had a series, uh, a noir series that was never sort of published uh, continuously about a female detective that just so happened to have raven hair. And she walked around in um, a red dress. Her name wasn't Lois. I think it was Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but her surname has always been Lane. Ah, okay. Right. And if you read, like, I can't remember a Hutch history book it was, something on comics that I was reading. But that is the story, that Lois, and they had, like, a, um, um, like a, a figure, a man, right? But he wasn't the, the main character of the story. Right. After the shooting... Right off, um, whose father was it? I think it was Joe Schuster's father. No, um, Jerry's father. No, it was, it was, it was Jerry Sheagle's father. Okay, yeah. sorry, my mistake. Jesse, I'm tired. Um, after that, then they created this, the same guy that was in this detective series. Uh-huh. They turned him into what we now know as Superman. They turned him into a bulletproof person. Right. And originally he wasn't supposed to fly or jump or be, you know, stronger than a locomotive or anything. He was just supposed to be faster and stronger than a speeding bullet. And that was an homage to Jay Sheagle's father. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is the history of how rooted in his personal life it was. Right. So the main woman was 
the love of his life inspiration and the the you know superman is from his father he took inspiration right and lois lane the character has been around in the minds of shigel and schuster since before they had the idea of superman so if you want to be technical about it <laughs> Even even Jiggle and Schuster, and I'm not taking importance away from Clark because he is very oh, important. Yeah. But Jiggle and Schuster knew the importance of this female character that they were creating, and she is literally the key. Okay. Right. Um. I I got a copy of, I think it was Action Comics, twenty one. Somebody sent me a digital screen thingy uh-huh. of it. And this is how well, for people who hate on Zack Snyder, this is how well he knows his history. There is a line in there that says, Miss Lane is the key. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, people. Lois yeah, is very important. Yeah. Um, I want to say hi to Wendy Sue in the chat room. Hi, Wendy. We're just talking about the importance of Lois Lane. How Funko doesn't seem to realize it. Yeah, Funko's the bastards. Okay, they don't. They don't. They just don't like Lois. Funko the bastard. <laughs> okay, I am yeah. at Action Comics, night uh, number twenty-one, nineteen February, nineteen forty, which means it came out in mm-hmm. December of nineteen thirty-nine. Right. Um. Superman. Before Batman. <laughs> that was before Batman. Like, not, not before Batman. Before Catwoman. <laughs> oh, there's Clarky. Oh, he's talking to somebody. Oh, there's Alice in her red dress. The distance bald ultra who had miraculously survived her last encounter with Superman reads the article with interest. Oh, maybe it's not Lois. Atomic disintegrator. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and there's... Is that where... Is that Lex? There's a young scientist with red hair. A young scientist with red hair? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. Somebody just said it, 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 it. It's from there, but you know, people are. Um, if you don't, if you don't have the physical comic or, or the digital comic, um, I don't trust the reliability of numbers from people. But on the internet, but they did post a, an old. Action comics, and you could see, you know, it's it's uh, Schuster's drawings and stuff, and that was the line. Oh, this is great! <laughs> got a Schuster's got a pack of a panel with Superman looking mm-hmm. up into the sky, and he goes, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I compare that to anything that someone's done today. It's a close up of it. Okay, so the I guess Oh yeah. The villainess is called Ultra. I guess that's where they got the Ultra Woman thing because she looked a lot like Lois. Right. And see, I mean these people laid the foundation for everything. Right. Oh, and the Spectre. The Spectre, who is he? What is he? Ooh. Jerry wrote the Spectre as well. Ah. Cool. Okay, is she in? That's Pep Morgan. Whoever he is. But right. anyway, while, 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 Holly's, while Holly's looking at those comics, 
Um, so, yeah, we, we do have confirmed that the Wonder Woman trailer will be out in March. Yay! Very excited for that. Um, and the Justice League trailer will either be in April. Now, if it comes out on April 1st, people, don't click the link. Um, or it will be attached to Wonder Woman in June. But I don't think so. I think... Um, I think Zach will release it after the Wonder Woman hype, maybe. Probably, I would think so. I think he's he's being very uh, gentlemanly, and he doesn't want to take away from the Wonder Woman hype train. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't want the the two to be clashing, you know. Yeah, wise, exactly. So. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I'm going to have to... Look through that story. Um, mm-hmm. You know Come that uh, Z's dad's in this one. I mean, he was in the original action comic as well. Zatara. Yeah, yes. John Zatara was in that. So, mm-hmm. so look at that later. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, he could be waiting for like April because I think that's the or. I think that's the first ever appearance of um, Justice League was in an April issue. Oh, I don't know. What 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 comic was it in, or was it just the Justice League comic itself? Um. Well, they first debuted in Brave and the Bold. Oh I think God, that's that March. Okay. Uh, that's March. Yeah. So they're, they're a Silver Age thing. They're in the 1960s. The right, right. Because they had yeah. this society and um, Julie Schwartz didn't like the word society. So yeah, he said it doesn't leave. identify with the youth. Yeah. <laughs> he said the youth like, they like baseball leagues. They like football leagues. I'm going to create a justice league. Oh, magic. Magic. <laughs> and then Stanley went and created the Fantastic Four. Um. Uh huh. Okay. So. Anyway. We will be getting trailers <laughs> That's all from Wonder Woman and yeah. Justice League. Yeah, baby. Yep. Okay. And I think it's gonna be pretty epic. Yep. Yep. Um. Comics. 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 Okay. Nightwing. Tej didn't read. Because the blue-haired chick was yeah. on the cover. Yeah, I, I judged the book by its cover because, listen, I mean, they're dangling, they're kissing, I don't know, doing what. And I'm like, no, uh, that is uh, actually a, a rip-off of a Barbara Gordon, Dick Grayson cover. And I'm like, no. No. No, no, no. It just no. turned upside down. Yeah. So, anyway, I mean, I'm not even vested in this chick. He's, I think he's sleeping with her. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, he's sleeping. Um, okay. So he makes the rounds. He talks to Wally, and, you know, they talk about the women. And she used to be a crook, and now she's doing her art, right? And uh-huh. she knows he's Nightwing. Um, right. He used to be a criminal. Um, they're sleeping together. Blah, 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 blah. Um. 
Okay, well, this is what cr- cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Remember, Dick always liked redheads. And now he's doing yep. blue mm-hmm. hair? Whatever. So Whatever. Keely takes you from 62 days ago to 41 days ago. Um, he meets her parents. Red Hood shows up. Oh, and then oh they, my God, he met her parents? Yeah, what? he met her parents. They're kind of weird. Anyway... Um, he talks to her friend, and you know, like, of course, they discuss everything. Um, Starfire shows up 17 days ago. Okay, and in this 52, Starfire and Nightwing never dated. Um, it's complicated. It was a story by Scott Lobdell. I, I still don't know what is happening. Apparently they did date and somehow Starfire doesn't remember him and so she uh, yeah and then she goes on to do the wild thing with Jason Todd, his brother. Right. His brother Robin. Yep. Was she doing all that team? What the hell was that team anyway? Is that the team? The Outlaws. Yeah. No, New 52. Yeah, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh, that's right. Oh. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, talks no, to her she's... as if they had had a thing. And, uh-huh. um, you know, Starfire's a redhead. She is? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, so it's almost like... Okay, so then... Four days ago, he meets Barbara on a oh. rooftop, and he says, hey, and she says, hey, and he says, it's been a while, and she says, time flies when you're running rooftops, doesn't it? And so he hands her a flash drive with evidence, okay, and she mm-hmm. says, uh, he was offering an olive branch, and he, he says, I owed you after Raptor, I'm sorry, Babs. I'm sorry for what the way I've treated you for keeping things from you. And she says, no, I'm sorry, too. I judged you too harshly, Dick. You don't always do what I would do, but you always do things with the best intentions. And so they're sitting on the side of the roof, you know, and he says, last time we talked, you said that sometimes I swing out too far just so I don't have to swing back, that I keep pushing myself further away and further away. And she, she, she said, he says, Babs, you're right. So um, at one point in this kind of intimate talk, he puts his hand on her hand, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, I've chosen now a place to swing back to and, and a person. And she looks sad, and she says, and it's not Gotham, and it's not, and she takes her hand away. And she says, uh, don't you break her heart, Dick Grayson. She kisses his forehead. And then yesterday, mm-hmm. he's telling Bruce and Alfred at the breakfast table, mm-hmm. you know, about the blue-haired chick. And, you know, she's painting away, and he says, I love her. And he grabs her from I assume it's him. It may not be him. There's a black-booted person behind her 
um, that's got a hold of her, and uh, I don't know if it's Dick or not. Mm-hmm. So my feeling after I read the comic was blue hair is going to die. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I mean, I, I hate to be, I hate to be morbid and stuff, but I mean, yeah. So that's all the way. Yeah, because everything, everything's just hunky dory with this chick, and you know, you know, and I'm thinking about <laughs> all my other people, blah 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 blah, and yeah, I'll come back to her, you know, and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But the next issue is called Nightwing Must Die, so I think she'll probably get caught in a crossfire or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Mhm. That was Nightwing. My impression is blue hair must die. <laughs> I don't even I didn't even want to know her name. That's how bad it was. Okay. Uh, I didn't even read the book. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Batman. Uh we've got the cover has Bane with Catwoman mm. and Batman. Uh Right. And then Psycho Pirates in the corner. Yeah. Finch drew this, apparently. Tom King's writing. Um, we got somebody who got shot in the gut at the beginning, which I'm like, really? Superman shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, he picked up that, he got the Grant Morrison key, the little one that weighs a billion tons, and put it in yep. the lock. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously they brought that back. Before, it was like, hi, it's me. Oh, you don't have the right DNA. Give me that cape. <laughs> it rips. It's not even a real cape. Um, <laughs> the the indestructible was, cape rips. This is what happened when people were on acid. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. People in the New 52 were doing New 52. Okay, that's why they were all, I mean, if you look at what the New 52 did to us, personally, it, we went through hell and back. I had gray hair. I had, like, my hair was falling out. It gave out me cancer. Stiff. Honestly, it did. It, 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 no, it, I'm I'm not joking about this. I'm not it either. gave me diabetes. It gave me diabetes and, like, I got overweight because I was eating my feelings every time I I saw anything that, and, and it was quite often, that broke my heart. My doctor asked me if and, anything traumatic happened to me in the last five years. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, DC Comics put Superman yeah, and Wonder no, Woman DC. together and kicked Lois Lane to the curb. Seriously. Yeah, no, DC... Yeah, DC was not only killing their comics, they were killing us. Killing their their Um, people who have money. And so, eventually, um, the whole, I think, rebirth was very prompt because my health's back in order now. (laughs) I'm feeling good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, we're happy. Honestly, when JL12 came out, I was, I was, Okay, you know how people have like the blues. I had the black, yeah, purple. I, I was, and I was like, I, was I don't so... want to be in this world. This is stupid. No, yeah, I was the exact same way. I said, um, 
I honestly gave up. I was like, I was, well, I didn't give up. I was this close to breaking. I didn't leave my room. My curtains were closed. I was in the darkness. I was listening to mopey music, you know. And well, I was listening to angry I mean, music. I got out Rob Zombie. No, and I, got out. I was just pissed. I off. was, and that's what I was it not, is. Depression yeah. is bottled up anger, and so yeah, yeah, and it hurts us in the end. But no, we let it out because we'd come on here and we'd vent. I think that was therapy for us. Yeah, I lost and Chris because I was so pissed the whole time. Oh, and they were, you know, and the comics were just bringing them down. So, yeah, that was the new 52. Here's Experiment in Hell. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. So when you have that situation, um, obviously everybody was so, like, hungover on this negative energy that they didn't even care what they're writing that's what i think is the the major thing that i see that's changed right with every single rebirth writer yeah they care they care so much and i mean we should you know talk about that um video that jorge did oh yeah but we'll do that when we'll do that when when super sons when we're doing super sons because even Pete Tomasi comes out and he's engaging with fans and he, he talks with fans. And when he was doing the foment, he didn't do that. He was depressed himself, okay? Well, I mean, so, he came out and did interviews like, Superman's a brawler. No, he's not. No, yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah, I don't see because he was high on the new 52. It's not a good high. He was low. I mean, he was low on the new 52. He was was so low. (laughs) So were the sales. Right. So so apparently Tom King's like, I'm bringing back Morrison's key. (laughs) So Seth has to use the key, you know, the billion-ton key to get in his own fortress. And who's already in there? Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd he get in? they made him a god. Hmm? Oh, that's true. So, if you remember, at one point in the story, the three guys who used to be Robin or are Robin now were, like, hung, and we thought they were hung in effigy. So Bruce took them to the fortress and put them in, like, suspended animation or something. I don't know how he got them all knocked out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless Alfred slipped them a Mickey. Here, have some cookies. <laughs> and some tea. Yeah. Here. And I'm a, I promise. Yeah. I promise. It's that was good. not explained. I wanted it explained. How to get them in there. Without Clark Batman. knowing about it. Anyway, but see, in the Batman. New 52 at one point, Batman had a key to the fortress, but it was the fortress that imploded. So, um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Bane's after everybody. So Batman wants to make sure everybody's safe, right? Mm-hmm. And so apparently Bane has four days to get to the pirate, and mm-hmm. Clark says. 
Bruce? And he goes, it's him or me, no one else. And so then they look at each other. And then Clark looks over at the tubes holding the robins and says, okay. And then he looks around the empty fortress and goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was classic. Okay, so we have... Uh, we're at Arkham Asylum in the Morrison Hall. This is really a tribute to Morrison at this point. Um, I think it was Grant in, Morrison's uh, birthday, wasn't it? Huh? I think it was Grant Morrison's birthday as well. When? This past week, one of the days. Oh, okay. So <laughs> they, they're wheeling in a bandaged person. They say it's Hush, Mr. Elliot. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, who's the guy we supposedly? Um, so the guy is oh the guy is okay. So who's Mister Ar- Oh Mister Arkham? Supposedly he's Mister Arkham, you know. And he's checking yeah, Arkham- and everything and with the guard and and they. And so then you see some of the other villains like Joker and, you know, I don't know who the other guy is. There's two of me yet. I don't even, oh, I don't even have the thing. Huh? I don't have the thing open. I don't even have the thing open. Yeah, it's two-faced because he says there's two of me, yes, but there's also two of you. And then I think Joker says, Arkham, we are all here killing time. It's practice, you see, for killing you. And then Calendar uh-huh. Man, because he's got tattoos on his head, uh, says, hello, Arkham, hello again and again and again. And so they come to this big vault that says, to keep Harley from breaking the Joker out. And they unlock it, so it all has to do with these keys. There was a key at the fortress, now mm-hmm. there's a key at Arkham. There's only one way in or out of there, okay? So Mr. Arkham sticks the key back in his pocket, and it says, and only one key, okay? Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Arkham gets inside the vault and starts to take out off his glasses and starts talking about the youngest recruit in the history of the Royal Shakespeare Society, destined to redefine Hamlet, Macbeth, Richard III, Lear, and he rips off his mask and it's Alfred. Mm-hmm. So they're in there to see the psycho pirate, who's blindfolded because... Uh, somebody has, they have his mask, right? Somebody took his mask from him. And yep. mm-hmm. the bandage person is that Gotham chick, isn't it? Yeah, Gotham girl, I think. Right. So, so anyway, it says, however, due to many delicate details, this technique will require utter isolation for four days. Okay, so apparently they're going to communicate somehow, some way, Gotham Girl and Psycho Pirate. Yeah. And Bats calls him and says, and Alfred says, and you, sir, and he says, all went well with your super friend. He says, all went well. He has his fortress. And so he's tucking Gotham Girl into the bunk in this vault with Psycho Mm -hmm. Pirate. And Bats is at the McKean Clock Tower at Arkham Asylum, of course. Nice panel. And then yep. he says, mm-hmm. I have mine. Yeah, you got the back cave. Hello. So, um so we see a blonde woman 
waiting for somebody, and there's a bunch of cats around, and somebody says, the problem is the cats, which is ridiculous. And she goes, excuse me? And I'm not sure who this guy is. I know he's a baddie. But anyway, they say, why they haven't started construction on the orphanage um, attack memorial? All these cats on the site can't seem to get rid of them. Stupid cats seem to feel at home here like someone's taking care of them. Okay. So you're sitting mm-hmm. there going, and I kept the guy's like going over over about this cat, and it's a blonde woman, right? And I, I still didn't get it. And so he does a tweet, tweet, and this hawk comes, and she's screaming, you know, and the guy shoots her, at her at least. And um, while well, the hawk goes after cats, and it turns out it's Selena in a wig. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was interesting. So Bruce, he got made sure the robbers were taken care of, and I think he, you know, he always tells Selena, stay out of the way, you know, stay away from Bane. But, um, so, apparently God... Yeah, I mean, Selena doesn't, Selena doesn't shy away from helping him. Right. That's the, the problem. Right. So she met with this guy, obviously, you know, to see what he was up to. He was in disguise. So apparently mm-hmm. Gotham Girl's name is Brave. I, I I don't know. I I'm very confused with the whole because the original Gotham Gotham Girl Gotham guy whatever that dude's name was Gotham dude um whatever his their story was it started in detective it crossed over into Batman now it's in you know in Batman mm-hmm. and it's just so confused. Sometimes they're Kryptonian, sometimes they're just super powered. <laughs> Sometimes the magic, I'm like sitting there and like, what? <laughs> so, they, yeah. basically, Alfred has the psycho pirate mask on like a a rod of some kind. He puts it over psycho pirate's head, mm-hmm. face, because he still has a blindfold on and he's like shackled, right? And yeah. mm-hmm. Brave says, speak and and pirate says you are brave you are very brave and alfred has a gun on psycho pirate the whole time Mm -hmm. um so in lower gotham and nolan alley uh jim is smoking and talking to barbara on the phone he's like and he's lying to her says no i'm not smoking no Uh uh-uh and somebody comes after him with a gun it's uh, some bald guy, and then the guy from the cats with the the hawk thing, and some big dude yeah. with a gun uh, shows up, and Jim's like, "I'll call you back." And he goes, "All right, yeah, let's mm-hmm. do next." And so then the new Batman jumps in, right? He's the guy in the yellow and black Batman suit. Yeah, he's that guy, Juke or Luke or something, yeah. and, yeah. So he comes... I don't know what, yeah. yeah. I don't know what his, his, like, powers or thing is. Right. So, so he says, the Batman, the Batman doesn't want me here, and he says, says it's too dangerous right now, too dangerous for anyone but him, and then Jim says, so then, 
why are you here? He says, I, I don't know. I shouldn't be. Why are you here? And Jim goes, yeah. And now he's smoking a pipe. So, uh, yeah, then somebody breaks through a wall. Okay. Uh, Batman sees the hawk, and he follows it, and somebody lights a flare, and it's Bane. The flare shows that he has captured Jim Gordon, Selena Kyle, and the the guy that I thought got shot in the beginning. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Some black guy. Who is that? Is that Duke Luke? I know one's name is Luke. Um, oh, Luke Luke's in there too because he's still got his cowl on. Selena's no, there's got, two. But somehow, there's, there's two. Selena's dresses Catwoman. Did Bane dress her? Maybe he gave a time to dress. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Makes sense. There's, so, there's two. There is there's Lucius Fox's son. Okay, that was okay. Luke. And then there is a Duke. <laughs> it was the other black guy. Okay, so there's there's Jim Gordon, the yellow and black super oh Superman Batman, Selena now in her Catwoman outfit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the black guy from the beginning. Oh, so all four of them. Yeah, all four of them. The Duke and Luke. Whatever. Whatever. And the next... This was called Day Two. (laughs) Yeah. The next is Battle at the Gate. Okay. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Interesting stuff. I liked Batman, actually. I was like, oh, Selena! Oh! Holy, how do you like Batman? Oh! I know, that's a shame, isn't it? Okay. Justice League. Yes, so much happens in Justice League. Okay, it's Justice this, League it's, can't stop um, timeless, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we're dealing with time. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And if you remember in Justice League first, they dealt with dimensions. Right. 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 Then then they dealt with um all their fears and right. that sort of thing. Then they dealt with um that girl who had the technology. Right. Yeah, and she could program stuff and and do the whole mind whammy thing on them. And then now we have time, you know. So I think just Luke's trying to like secretly whisper something that's happening to us. Yeah. Because when you deal with time and dimensions and all those sorts of things, you know something is going to happen. <laughs> right. Well, and look at Batman. It was. Or Nightwing, even. Nightwing was like 62 days ago, 41 days ago. You know, it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, even Super Sense. Super Sense is like two days ago. Yeah. So, do you want to take us through Justice League? Uh, okay. Okie dokie. I'm just opening it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, Justice League. We have... Okay, we have an opening panel of the moon and the earth. And then it says, the present, Gotham. And Batman's dictating, he said, notes said to meet here. Given who sent it, I'm expecting something dramatic. And Batman's on his bike. And then we go, and then we see buildings in Gotham. And then we see Metropolis. And we see a lady and her son, a lady in purple. And the son says, what do you think, Mom? I put Dad in, too. And she says, they're great, honey. You got the costumes just right. And he's showing her uh, a picture he drew. And he says, I think I got the bat symbol wrong. And Lois says, hard to keep track with all those different versions, John. <laughs> <laughs> Too many damn versions. <laughs> I was laughing because I was like, yes. Um, and then she says, John? He, he says, yeah, Mom. And she says, go find your dad. Um, and then we see this. I love this picture um, of Superman flying and Lois says, never mind. And so Superman flies off and he meets up with Batman. Batman says, we need you to come with us now. There isn't much time. And Clark is like, Bruce, what's this all about? He's like, the end of the world. Isn't it always dramatic as ever, Batman? And so Clark's like, that energy field. It's where John and Lois are. And Batman says, wait. And he holds Superman back. I don't know how. (laughs) And Superman says, I don't know how. And Superman says, don't make me go through you, Bruce. I would have been through Bruce already to get to Lois and John. And Batman says, Superman, they're not dead. Clark, please, Clark, they're not dead. But if you go, then we're all gone. Dramatic. Jeez. Yeah, it's not um, much there, bad. <laughs> I know. It's like, what? Batman did. Someone had his coffee strong and black this morning. <laughs> well, look, and, I mean, if you see, okay, so Bruce is like got a hand on his shoulder and he's trying to brace his body against Clark. And look at the grimace yeah. on his face. I mean, he's going to have muscle spasm for a week. He's going to have broken bones somewhere anyway. (laughs) So, Clark is not amused and he says, I have to get to them. Get out of the way now. Oof, that's my Superman. And Batman says, they're already gone, but we can bring them back. We can. We can save them. We can save everyone. Please, trust me. Oh, my God. Guy. Um, and <laughs> Superman says, <laughs> Emoting. Hello. <laughs> like, Batman, tone it down just a couple of notches, you know? And Superman's like, if you're wrong, it's me you're going to answer to. And so then we see this um, this building that was there, and there's three lights, a yellow, a blue, and a red light. And it's covered in this blinding white energy field. 
And people screaming, help me, help me, please. Oh, please help me. <laughs> um, then it goes on, it says, help me, please. You have to help me. And Aquaman is on the floor and he's going, ugh, ugh. And so then we have his narration box and it says, I was in the United Nations building. We all were. And so then we see something very interesting. People with hooks and hands, well, obviously hands, I mean, with staffs that have like different shapes on them in clothes. Like glyphs or something. Yeah, yeah. And so then they're talking in a different language and they're, they're putting these symbols up in the air. I think they're like, they almost look like Chinese symbols. And... So the guy says, we bind you and hold you contained and controlled, caged. And Aquaman's like, no idea what you're saying. <laughs> and then they carry on. <laughs> and they carry on. Kalakohua and the dark magistra sensed your arrival and the rise of the great evil in the land. You must give an answer to them. You must answer to the thrones of Atlantis. And Aquaman thinks that he says, I'm actually a little nervous. <laughs> and so then we go to yesterday. And Arthur's going into the United Nations building with the uh, Justice League members. They say, Arthur, you're the king of the seven seas. And no need to be nervous. And says, thank you for coming. The Flash says, hey, we... Um, who does he say? Oh, uh, okay. So he says to Cyborg, thank you for coming. And Flash is like, hey, we came too. And Jessica is like, we're here to try and reassure the world after what has just happened. Tell them that they're safe from us. And Baz says, well, Aquaman and Wonder Woman did sort of say they might take over the world. Like they did in Flashpoint. Right? Like they did in Flashpoint, yes. And Wonder Woman quips back and she's like, we, we weren't actually ourselves. Flash says, none of us were. I'm starting to see why Batman takes precautions. So someone says, help me, please. You have to help me, off screen. Uh, and then we come in and we see this red-headed girl. And she says, you have to help me. They're coming. Cyber says, who's coming? And we see all these robots crash through. And she says, them. And Wonder Woman says, I was with the others. Uh, next page, please. Thank you. Uh, she says, I was with the others. That girl came looking for help. There was an attack. That was just minutes ago. Was it? And so then we see this huge, like, a huge splash page of this guy that has tubes going into him. And these tubes are taking energy from people that are in containment vats. And they're putting it into this huge guy's body. And so Wonder Woman continues, she says, I've seen this before in stories told by the gods and the Amazons. 
that Kronos, father of Zeus, and he's eating his children. And so Wonder Woman's looking up at Kronos, apparently. And so then she rushes in. Oh, somebody pulls her aside, sorry. And they say, away, girl, before he eats you too. And Wonder's like, what? And so we see there's another um, person in ancient garb, and she says, I have one remaining child, and I will draw my final breath before I let my monstrous husband consume him as well. And so Wonder Woman says, husband? Then you are Rhea, and mother too. And then we see this crying, whimpering person in the corner says, me, Zeus, and I will see my father suffer for eternity in the pits of Tartarus before I sleep another night. I will cut my brothers and sisters from his guts, and together we will tear him down. And Diana says, I believe you, because that's what he does. Yep. Yeah, and so then we see a Green Lantern um, say, what the hell are these things? And it's Simon, Simon says, it's like my shields aren't even there. And Jessica's like, fall back, get some room. And so we're back to the United Nations and these robots attacking just before that girl comes. And so somebody's screaming, gah! And one, I think one woman says, flash! Because the speech bubble is pointing to a chair, so I don't really know who's saying it. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking it's one woman. One woman says, flash! Get the girl out of here. We'll deal with whatever they are. Flash has got it, and so he takes the red-headed girl. And the red-headed girl says, they're called the timeless. And so we see a purple light around Flash and says, what the, slow down. And she says, temple grenade. And these robots whack him. And he's like, ah. And so then Flash is like rendered useless. So he says, what's happening here? And she says, the grenade will wear off. Hang on. Them, they're trying to stop me from saving the world. He says, you're saving the world? And she says, right in the middle of it. I shouldn't be doing any of this. I'm not actually allowed to interfere. Just watch. You all screw this up. Screw up the universe. When your speed's back, you and your friends each need one of these. And she's got, like, watches for them. Yay. Um... Then one of them says they're incredibly strong, taking my blows like they're nothing. And Aquaman says, I can't penetrate their armor, and he's trying to poke them with the trident. And, okay, here we go into a bit of explanation from this red-headed girl. And she says, look, the timeless are sort of religious movement who believe the kind of power you have should never have existed on Earth. And Flash says, maybe you should stay outside. It's dangerous in there. The red-headed girl says, you're the endangered species. People like you. Here, put this on and get ready. 
And so Flash says, what do you mean, people like me? She says, superheroes, powers, all that stuff. They think you're all polluting the natural direction life should take, and it's had a huge effect on reality. They're right, of course. It has, but not everybody agrees with their particular fate. She says, who are you? She says, I'm Molly. I'm the keeper. I've been watching you eight since you came out of the trees. And he says, you look human. She says, so does Superman. And so we're back in the Infinity Corporation building. And Clark says, where are we going? What was that energy wave? And Batman's like, through here. Oh my God, do you ever answer a question, Batman? And so then he says, this is Vincent, Alexis, and Jane of the Infinity Corporation. And so then says, I know who they are and what these stones seem to do. Bam says, that's right. You were here all the time. You just watched it all happen, didn't you? Rao just watched without helping. And so Cock is like, where's my wife? Where's my son? Batman is so dramatic in this book. Jeez. Uh, So somebody says, something is rewriting the past and maybe the future too. Things are beginning to change and I don't know why or how. You two are the only people we had time to reach. We couldn't find the others. We think somebody's got to them first. So Clark's like, you said we could save Lois and John. And Batman's like, that's what they think. That's what they told me. And so that's like, you trust them? Says, I don't trust many people, but I believe them. That's good enough. And so that's good enough for me. If somebody has rewritten the past, we'd know about it. Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we? It would already be changed, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. And somebody says, you know, that's a very simple way of looking at things. You think because you've, re- you've read about history in, in books or in Wikipedia somewhere that the past can't be changed. Do you think the next years of our, of our own lives are fixed because somebody read about them 10 years from now? And so somebody says, what are we going to do? And, he, and this other guy says, we're going to have to ride out this wave and see where we end up. Well, not a very good plan. You know, because Hitch is writing this, correct? Yeah. I'm wondering how much of this was part of his previous story. So do I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because it's all taking place in that place where, you know, they had the dead Clarks. Mhm. The Infinity Corporation place, yeah. Yeah. Um. So Cyborg says nothing seems to be working. They're taking my Sonics. Like I'm throwing water at them. Um. And so he's thinking there was a battle in the UN building. Then we went somewhere else. Molly. Her name was Molly. Somebody says, "Excuse me, sir, but you can't sleep here." 
The delegates will be coming through here tomorrow and the science police will be sweeping the area. Perhaps I should recommend a hostel. And he says, where the hell am I, kid? He says, Metropolis, Vuttari's first century. I include the data because I noticed from your ana- um, uh, arcanic t- technology and the residual temporal energy that you must have time traveled. I'm guessing you're not from around here. Now, is this Brainiac 13? Yeah, or Brainiac 5, whichever. Brainiac 5, Brainiac 13, so many Brainiacs. Yeah. Um, and so then we're back with the Green Lantern. They said, this isn't working. Anybody else have any ideas? And, you know, these rookie Green Lanterns are really rookie Green Lanterns. Well, and in the muscles right now. Yeah. They don't yeah. have any personalities other than they fight and she hits on Flash or whatever. Mm-hmm. Baz feels bad. And Flash. Yeah, okay, I'm going to skip a little bit of this so they wind up in the other place. Uh, so blah, 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 they, you know, energy blast, they get knocked off. And then they end up in a sort of uh, dystopian Washington, D.C. Right. And, yeah, they're in the 26th century. Right. Um, and apparently Green Lantern rings are being watched and you need to be authorized to be a Green Lantern. And so the Green Lantern cops come out and they arrest these two Green Lanterns. Um, and so then this Molly chick gives Flash the watch thingy and she says, are you ready? And Flash says, I think so. It says, one each, then I can get you all out of here. Go. So Flash runs really, really fast and he puts a watch on each of the Justice League members. And Molly says, they'll be ready for you. They can counter every one of your powers. You faced only a few of them today. Whenever you end up in time, you'll face hundreds, maybe thousands. And so Flash puts things on everybody's wrists. He says, ugh, where are we? He says, it's Central City. I don't get it. I thought it was going to a point in time where one of these timeless temporal nukes were... And so he catches a newspaper and he checks the date. He says, I remember this. I remember this headline. This is the day the Speed Force was created. This is the day I became Flash. And so Molly says, well, that was dramatic. Are you okay? And so then all the other Justice League members are like, where are we? And Batman. Minus Superman and Batman, yeah. Uh, so just Wonder Woman, Aquaman, the Green Lantern, Cyborg, and Flash. And apparently they're in the Midwest somewhere. And then we see this huge building that's sort of like the timeless technology. And she says, I need your help to destroy that. Um, Oh, this book is long. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 
And so then, you know, they ask, what is that? You know, because they can't see what it is. And she says, I keep thinking things are simple, are simple. It's sort of like a temporal bomb. And the timeless detonated it five minutes ago. It exists at certain key points in the past and future, relative to now. Places that were on the outbreaks of power, probably. I detected five in addition to this one. They all go off and the history of your world, past and future changes. No powers, no heroes. Q universe altering reality shift again. Har, har, har. And Flash says, what, you know, how do we know we can trust you? And she says, I've been here and I've watched every fight you've had. Seen you win against the impossible or even times you can't remember from the crisis to the flashpoint to what's happening now. I'm asking you... They mentioned New 52, did they? Well, no. She specifically mentions that they can't remember the post-crisis era. Right. Because she says from crisis to flashpoint. So if you look at the timeline... Well, they must remember some of them because she says even times you can't remember. So sometimes they can remember from, from crisis to flashpoint, but other times they don't. Yeah, when it suits them. <laughs> when right. it suits the writers. Right. Um so then she says she can I'm asking you I'm asking you to trust me, asking you to help me, please, or just stand there and cease to exist. Like in two minutes. And so uh Flash says my gut says we can trust her. Beth says, what do we need to do? And she says, those things on your wrist will will ride the detonation wave through time, take you where you need to go. The timeless will know you're coming and be ready. Here we go. And they get into the light. So back in the Infinity Corporation, uh, Simon says, I can't see outside. Our shields stop people from seeing in too. So Batman says, where are we? I mean, shouldn't you know Batman? Um, and so somebody says, when might be a better question? And it says, if you want to go look outside, I suggest a window. And someone says, Earth? Batman says, not like I've ever seen it. Superman holds the glass window and he says, Lois, where are you both? No! No, Clarky! And then we just see this huge splash page of all the timeless dudes technology, like buildings and stuff. By Brian Hitch and Fernando Parsons, uh, The Timeless, part one. I really like the art in here, which is why I read the artist's name, because he draws a fantastic yeah. It was good. And yep. I'm yeah, Brian, Brian Hitch makes Batman so dramatic. Yeah, he does. The Clark, all he worries about, where's Lark? Where's Lois and my son? Like, I can't see them. Where are they? Okay. Another great book that this is the conclusion to is Francis Manipal's Trinity. With um, Emanuela Lupacino's art, 
Do you want to take us through that one? Mm. Okay. <laughs> I just got food in my mouth. I heard that. Hold on. Mm. Okay. So, I don't know if it was this one, and I think it was soups. So, when we do soups, I'll tell you the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm just waiting for this thing to load. Oh. All right. There we go, there we go. There we go. Trinity. So we have voiceover by, um, I'm going to call it the White Mercy because I don't know if it's a he or a she. Right. Um, It says, my father told me the Earth's greatest heroes, yet I was able to defeat them without striking a single blow. Their attachment to those they love dictate their actions. And we see Clark, you know, flashbacks of Clark and Jonathan. Uh, we see Bruce and Bruce. And it says, and it says, they even put on a brave face through their biggest fear lies within. They harbor the blame for things they don't have control over. And struggle to make sense of the things they do, despite all of their human failings. And so we see Diana and little Diana. We envy them as they exist in the real world. Although right now, we are in my father's dream. A dream created by a plant life form called Black Mercy. It gives the dreamers what they want, out of necessity, the Black Mercy created me with the ability to give the dreamers what they truly need. But none of this is real. Using Superman's body as a vessel, I helped my father, Mongol, escape into the real world. While I remain here, I am the White Mercy, and I too am not real. And so through through that voice overs, you know, we see the Trinity fighting with Bongo in the dream world. And the white mercy continues, but I wish to be. Oh, Pinocchio syndrome. Yeah. And <laughs> and so then in the black mercy we see Clark in all his foot curl glory grab poison Ivy's neck. And she's like, Gah, my child He says, No. Mongol, master of worlds, is free. And Lois is like, Clark. John is like, Dad. And the poison eye says, We made a deal. And so Clark, well, Clark Mongol, Mongol, breaks through the, the black mercy and says, You are a fool, poison ivy. You seek to be reunited with that which is not real. White mercy was created for one purpose, to get me what I needed to be free. She was created for you to love. That's what saved you and me from oblivion. And he says, she, ha, your sentiments betray you. It does not feel. It does not desire. It most certainly does not love. 
And Lois looks at John. She says, okay, John, remember that thing I told you not to do around the house? He says, I got this, Mom. And so we just see Mongol clock crash through the barn. And so back in the dream world, clock drops out of the sky. And Diana says, listen to me, child. Your father has abandoned you. If you tell us what he is planning, we can help you. Superman! And so Bruce goes all drama queen again in this book. He says, enough of these games. You've played with your emotions, and now you've, you've unleashed a monster into the real world. Tell us how to get out of here now. And so White Mossy says, your friend is dying. This world will consume his mind as my father takes over his body. I can help. That was like, help? Look around you. We do not belong here. The only help we need is a way to get back to our world. The white mouse says, please, if you care about your friend's life, listen to Batman cut the message. Your father snatched, and he's pointing his finger and wagging it. Your father snatched the body of the most powerful man on the planet. That is our priority. Mongol said to himself, trained to be a conqueror. Whether you care or not, you've made yourself the enemy. Diana's like, Bruce, chill. <laughs> literally, hey, this Batman, calm down. <laughs> she says, calm down, Batman. <coughs> she says, this child is trapped. Wait, but you skipped the best line of all. Oh, calm down, Batman. This emotional outburst is not like you. It's exactly like you. Oh. oh, Diana saying it as it is. <laughs> yep. The, the child is trapped just in hell just as much as we are. And right now she may be the only one who can find us a way out. And he's like, <laughs> And the white mercy's like, he's right about me, one woman. My father's subconscious created me to get to the root of what he truly needed. But I can still help you. I brought each of you into your own path in order to break down your emotional barriers. It was the only way we could get through to you. My father wanted out of this place and I needed to be reunited with my mother. Possessing you three was the only way that I could make that happen. But something unexpected happened instead. And so then the white mercy takes us on its journey through each emotional event. And it says, I experienced the joy in Superman's heart from reuniting with his father. I knew the loyalty Wonder Woman displays by choosing her friends over her own personal paradise. And you, Batman, I felt the weight of your regrets but also the strength that you drew from that trauma. I felt all of it. The entire spectrum of emotions, which my father considers weakness, I now realize make you all stronger. I experienced, and it's got a vine on its hand as it's talking about the, the emotions. It says, I experienced your heartbreak, your failures and triumphs. 
and what you do in its aftermath. I envy your ability to love outside of yourself and act selflessly. My goal was to study the three of you, but in doing so, but in doing so, you help me understand what it's like to be human, to be real. <laughs> Wanda says, the child is being sincere, Batman. He's like, hmm, if you understood what it's like to be us, then why did you help Mongo? And the White Mercy says, because we can't defeat him in here, Batman. Unlike my father, I will not take your body by force. I can feel Wonder Woman's trust growing and her part to play is is in here. Yours is out there. Will you let me in, Batman? And he and the White Mercy extends its hand. Together we can defeat Mongol. And we see John using his heat vision and says, Dad, I'm so sorry. And Poison Ivy says, nice shot, kid. Small town folks, big town secrets, huh? And remember, that's not your father. His body is still possessed by the monster from the dream world. And he is bad news. Lo says, cock, it's us. Please wake up. And he's charging at them. And John says, I don't think Dad's listening, Mom. And so as Cock comes crashing down to the spot where they were, Bruce jumps between them and flings them and says, Look out! And Poison Eyes says, Bruce Wayne? And it says, No, Mom, it's me. So this is the real world, and its eyes are glowing yellow. This is my baby, but how? says, My, my friends. Then we have one woman carrying Batman as a man. She's like, hang on, my friends. But most of the instructions are clear. I'm to follow my heart to the path of escape. And then we see a blonde man saying, help us. She says, Steve? No, it can't be. He says, please, stay with me. I need you, Diana. And so she closes her eyes and says, no, you're not real. Follow your heart and not what you see. Follow your heart. So she's trudging Batman and Superman along. And she makes it to this paradise place that Poison Ivy first met the White Mercy. And so the White Mercy says, Where my mother taught, taught me how to create life, there you will find hope. There, the truth will set you free. <laughs> so then we're back to Mongol clock and he says, ready to die. And he's lifting a truck over him and says, not today, Father. Not ever. This is white mercy. But how? And Poison Ivy says, does your position of Bruce's body also give him superpowers? And he says, not quite, Mother, but I'm getting to know who he is. I trusted he would be prepared for everything. Now we see a kryptonite necklace come out. And it goes, wah! And goes, wah! <laughs> Lois is like, Bruce brought kryptonite? John, stay behind me. 
And John says, I've never seen Dad react that strongly to kryptonite before. And Lo says, whoever's controlling him was not ready for that. And so he falls to the ground with a thud. And Poison says, it worked. Wait, this means... And Lo says, like, put that thing away, Bruce, or whoever you are. Clark, Clark. Hurry, John, get this thing off him. And so Lois is ripping the black mercy off him. And in the dream world, Superman disappears from Wonder Woman's hands. She says, Superman, it's working. And so Bruce, Bruce Mercy says, Brother, I've missed you. It feels strange to be in another's body. And Poison Ivy says, This isn't exactly part of the plan but at least I can touch you. A mother can see beyond the exterior. She says, and he says, I understand them now. I feel it, mother, love. His body has others who cares for him as well. I can't, I can't deprive him of the same love I feel for you right now. She says, my dear daughter, don't. You won't suffer any heartache, mother. Through my connection to the green, I will make you forget. Remember what you taught me? Mother Earth always finds a way to survive. So Poison Ivy rips the black mercy off Bruce. He disappears from the dream world. And Diana's like, Bruce has awoken. They are safe. My ability to see the truth. And she holds a seed up. Says, will set me free. And she comes out of the Black Mercy and rips it off. And Clark says, we're all back. And Diana says, not all, Clark. Sorry, can one of you... And the Poison Ivy says, sorry, can one of you show me how to get back to Gotham? And Bruce is like, Pamela? And she says, I don't know where I am. And so then we have later Losa's narration. She says, and I'd just like to point out they returned Los Lane's original color boxes to her. Yeah. It's a pink and purple box with an LL in there. Yep. So then she says, we hide behind walls of our own making, built from the bricks of our past. They get so high you can't see what's on the other side, even for a man who can fly. It casts a shadow over our lives. But all you need is one little crack to let the light in. And so the Trinity are in the barn, and they're looking at the hole. And Diana says, I think you should keep it this way, Clark. And he says, it's a nice view, Diana. Might be a bit too bright for Bruce. Bruce, still in his plaid shirt, is like, no, it's perfect. And Lois continues as she, Clark, and John are walking in the cornfields. And she, and she says, I can't predict what this world has in store for my husband, my son, myself. But if we let the right people in, we won't have to face it alone. From strangers to friends. From from friends to family. And then we see in the corn, 
there's a monster thing. I think that's the and mercy. Is it? Okay, I also thought it was the white mercy, but I didn't want to say, like, in case it's not. It's like a, like, um, I don't know, fairy imp. Yeah, it's got leaves on it. But I think the, yeah, the title of the next uh, arc kind of threw you off. Yeah, the next one is Trinity of Evil. Dun, dun, dun. Dum, dum, dum. It was a good book. It was a good story. It was a really good book, which is why I didn't miss a single um, speech bubble or thought bubble. I just went through all because it's such a good story. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And, you know, it was a satisfactory ending. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I was telling Kimmy that this would be the best when when they, because apparently the rumor is uh, the the animated world wants to come into Rebirth now. And this would be the best story for them to use to come into Rebirth. They could just say, right. oh, the new 52... The new 52 was all in the Black Mercy. Oh, it never existed. <laughs> and they could come in and they could introduce Lois. They could introduce John. Because John is such a popular character. He's got his own action figure before his mother. Yeah. Um, he, yes, he comes in a two-pack with Damien, so I have to buy a Damien and a John Tupac. Why can't he come by himself? Really? But, but yeah, he's a really popular character. Speaking of John, he's featured in two books, which Holly will go through now because Serena's voice is very small. (laughs) You can help me with the last one. Okay. Okay. Uh, the next book we're going to talk about is Superman, uh, mm-hmm. Dark Harvest, uh, What Monster Lurks in Dead Man's Swamp. So, fantastic cover. There's a great concept here. It's got a huge head of Clark, and then it's got like this shadow figure that we see in the story, John, mm-hmm. an owl, um, and Kathy, the next door neighbor, and like a haunted house behind him in the creepy woods, right? Yep. Um, this is written by Pete Tomasi, and I think Gleason did the art. Okay, so Superman was the first book I read on Wednesday. So I go to the next page, and there's Grifter, and I went, no. They did not put Grifter in this story, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no! No. No, and they I didn't. And I went, oh, they're advertising the new Wildstorm uh Stuff by Warren Ellis. Now, Wildstorm is not one word, if you notice by that title. I did notice that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're trying to bring Wildstorm back, and obviously, Handkerchief Dude. But they're going to get Warren Ellis to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the interview. I don't know if Holly did, but... No, I didn't. I watched... I watched the interview with Jim Lee, and I 
I wrote down quotes no way, from him. There we go. There we go. Let's let's laugh, right? <clears throat> um, adding the Wildstorm characters to the New Fifty Two didn't go as planned. Yeah, because everybody said they still suck. What are you doing? He said it. It's not that it wasn't well received. <laughs> people just didn't. People hold up. People just didn't understand the concept. So it's huh? In other words, in other words, people don't get Jim Lee's head. Yeah, really. <laughs> I got better things to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the that's it because the rest he's just talking about his art. Oh yeah, and and all that bullshit. Oh, yes, and how he's taking inspiration from fashion and how he's doing, um, he's, he's trying to sell these covers that he's doing, right? Right. They're these variant covers that he's doing. And it's just a blank page with pencils and shadings of one single character. Okay. And he says, oh, there's this new trend in fashion and in food and everywhere you go where you have a singularity and negative space and I'm saying um okay so you couldn't finish it so you just drew one thing instead of trying to down around those terms you know what the singularity is what a nightmare so yeah, but I negative space. That's the negative problem with space. New too. It was a negative space. We want positive mm-hmm. space. Yeah, no. When I go to a restaurant and if I see negative space on my plate, I'll say, "Please fill it up." <laughs> Where's my food? <laughs> so yeah, I don't unless I'm doing for a portfolio. Or something like that. Even then, I don't have negative space in my food photos. Right. Um, I put, like, when I did a cheese board, I put leaves for green, you know, grapes for right. contrast. Right. I don't, I don't do negative space. I think it's a fashion fad, which will go out of fashion very quickly because people will be hungry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's in the eighties, they would uh, order something and they would bring like a spoonful on a plate. Yeah, like, this. Yeah, and they're like, "Of course, man, it's a taster." I'm like, "Wow, I want food. Give me real food, damn it! I don't even appetize it." Yeah. I'm like, "I want some, some salad, but it's vegetables. Hard. Yeah, whatever. Just food. some meat." Um, potatoes. I don't need a painting if I want to eat art, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go eat a crayon. <laughs> Go eat a crayon. Uh, um, so anyway, the yeah, the last thing I did notice about Jim Lee's interview, since we're talking about Wildstone, yes. was how he absolutely adores these characters, but nobody else does. And, and that- so they dragged Paul. 
Yeah, they, they dragged poor Warren Ellis into this to get, you know, a big-name writer behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Lee's not doing the art, or the book will never come out. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> He's just doing negative space covers. So you'll get a Jim Lee cover for double the price, but half of the quantity. Anyway, but I did notice this is an interview he did. This is the first interview he's done in his office. And the Foman statue is gone. <gasps> Saying it so. Uh, it's gone, Holly. It's the gone. There's, 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 there's Wonder Woman, there's Batman, but no Foman. And I was like, <gasps> wait, he's kissed. His kiss uh, thing, you know, the the, the thing, the thing, is always right there next to his laptop or his computer screen. What happened? So I'm guessing either Jeff Johns or Dan Jurgens walked in and they were like, "Oh, this thing is so dusty. Oh, oh, it fell. <laughs> Let's drop it out a ten-story window. Let's drop it out the ten-story window and it crashed and burned." So he doesn't have a and in his office? No. I did not that see figure. any Superman. Yeah, I did not see any Superman anything in his office. He hates Superman. He does. He has a huge door, and he has a mural on the door of The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. Of course. Frank Miller's his god. Exactly. So if if that's his mural... I mean, yeah. Yeah. At least Dan DiDio, I've seen the mural on his wall or his door. It's just the DC logo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well. That's typical Dan. So, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah the statue is gone. Aw, oh, shame. He'll have to go get one from his garage now. Yeah, well, that hot topic took him off. Mm-mm. Hot Topic's not selling them anymore. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> Guess it wasn't one selling. Um, I don't even think the thrift store will be selling it. Probably not. Um, the variant cover is Superman's chest with fire coming out of it. Mm-hmm. What is that thing in the middle of the S? Is that his pack? Or I can't make that's it his out. pecs, dude. That that's his pecs, man. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So Hamilton County, three hundred miles north of Metropolis, which is a five-hour drive. Hmm. Holly's starting again. <laughs> um. Okay. So we see the the Kent White Smith. <laughs> Fred, it says, there's no way you can stop this, something says. Um, and we see, you know, the normal stuff that's usually on somebody's refrigerator. You get the magnetic numbers and letters, you know, little pictures mm-hmm. of the family. Uh, a note from uh, Clark and Lois that says, dinner and fridge, don't eat too many snacks, please. Be in bed by 10. Love, Mom and Dad with a heart. 
mm-hmm. on, a, on purple, of course. And a purple, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see the television set, and John is watching a movie and says, "The end is nigh, my brother. The cold wave of death is coming." And John is eating ice cream with a blanket over his head, and there's debris of other food snacks on the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it says, and it's coming for, and the doorbell rings, and John goes, ah! <laughs> no! <laughs> and of course, when he's startled, he, he lets out a zap of heat vision. <laughs> and he opens the door, and says, um, hey, Kathy, everything okay? And it's obviously cold, because her breath is cold. And it says... Mm-hmm. He says, no, it's not okay. I need your help, John. And it's called Dark Harvest. Dun, dun, dun. Dum, dum, dum. Story by P- Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. With, the artist was Sebastian Fiumara. Fiumara, yeah. Okay, he goes, what's wrong? She says, Bessie, our prize cow, got out of her pen, pushed down the post. He says, I'll help you look for her. So he puts his shoes on, and she's standing on the porch, and she says, it's not just Bessie. My grandpa, he went out looking for her and hasn't come back, and it's getting dark. But So he puts on his little jacket, and he says, how long has your grandpa been gone? She says, almost two hours. So they jump on their bikes, and... Mm-hmm. She says, where's your mom and dad? He says, mom's in the city working. Dad's, my dad's on a business trip back tonight. And so they uh, they turn on their lights on their bikes and they take off. And he goes, come on. And he's got, oh, he's got a flashlight around. He put a flashlight around his arm. Yep. Smart mm-hmm. kid. There is moonlight. Smart kid. So mm-hmm. he says, let's go find your grandpa. And she points and says, over there. And there's cows. And they look, and they find a trail. She he says, looks like your grandpa's tracks in Bessie's. And they and she says, head toward Dead Man's Swamp. Uh-oh. Dum-dum. Uh-oh. So they turn on, so they go toward Dead Man's Swamp, and she says, this is the last place Bessie would go to. And she, he says, but the tracks keep going, and your grandpa did tell you to stay out of here. My grandpa could be hurt or worse. I have to go. You coming? He says, um, yeah, I'm right behind you. So he's got his flashlight out. And they're walking around, and she says, the tracks are going over here. Keep up. He says, geez, I am. She says, look (laughs) at this. It's like some big explosion went off and only destroyed this area. Something's burned up, dead. Even the ground, it's it got so hot, it turned to glass. And John says, maybe we should turn back and head home. So, she's, come on, Kathy, I want to go. She says, we, should, we shouldn't be here. Let's call the police about your grandpa. She says, you stayed that day, used it as a shortcut. You did this, your eyes. And he goes, uh, yeah. She says, I know you're scared, John, but you have to control it, just like you have to control that thing you do with your, and then they hear a snap. And they look over, and there's a shadow figure against the moon. Ah! Dun, dun, dun. And so John gets his 
Joe up, and he says, looking for trouble, huh? You um, come to the right place. And Kathy's like, you can't go blasting him with your eyes. You might kill him. What are you doing? He says, what does it look like I'm doing? And she says, come on. He says, I'm control. I'm controlling my fear. <laughs> she says, let's get out of here. And so they're looking around with their flashlights again, and he goes, no sign of him. And I don't see Bessie's footprints anymore. And Kathy says, weird, only my grandpa's footprints are left. It's like Bessie just up and disappeared. And John looks over and shows, I think we lost that strange, oh, and then they see it again, guy. And she goes, John, what should we do? He says, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And so apparently his telescopic vision kicks in because he sees a house. And he says, but we got to get, we got to hide. So they go running, and an owl is flying over them. He goes, this way, Kathy. She goes, no. And the the owl grabs her flashlight. She's my flashlight. And then a demonic raccoon jumps out, and, and John gulps. And he picks up a stick and whacks at a good one. And John's going, what's happening? Why is everything so big? And they, they leap over a giant tortoise. And mm-hmm. a snapping turtle. And Kathy goes, that fog we went through, maybe it does something to animals here. Or maybe it's messing with our heads. And so a bat starts to fly over and he says, keep running. Don't look behind you. And he's tossing trees behind him <laughs> and mm-hmm. smashes the bat. And then there's a giant porcupine. He goes, she goes, looks like it's getting ready to and going to throw it quills so John covers Kathy goes Kathy down and so the quills hit his back and he, mm-hmm. he says are you alright John? Such a, such a Superman thing to do Yeah. I mean that's like out of Smallville yeah. of the animated series yeah Yeah. and she says did you get hurt or did you get hit and he goes miss me come on I'm almost there <laughs> so there's this giant house that looks like you know the Adams family and Norman Bates lived there. And Norman Bates. <laughs> yeah, she's get to the door. And she's whacking on the door with her fist and she's it's not opening and John looks back and he says, Um, Kathy, and I see that shadow figure. Now would be a good time to get inside. She says, Can't get it to budge an inch and so John just throws himself against the door and it just cracks. He cracks it off the hinges and she says, How did you he says, workout routine with my dad. Lots of pull-ups. <laughs> oh, John, you're as good as your dad. And he says, the house, it's tilting. And she says, no, it's attacking us. Run as fast as you can. Protect your eyes. And she says, the floor is starting to, and, oh, everything's all good. Yep. And he mm-hmm. leaps and holds on to her and. Keep going. The stairs are breaking. And so then her eyes get big, and there's Bessie in her room. There's Bessie. Yep. And Bessie goes, ooh. And Joe says, how did she get up here? She goes, my grandfather must be close by if Bessie's here. Grandpa? He says, Mr. Cobb, where are you? And Bessie's just a mooing away. And next thing you know, she's standing on her hind legs and vomiting milk. I don't know. And John says, um, cows don't usually do that, right? And she says, um, no, they don't. 
and she drowns him with her milk vomit. <laughs> and she goes, John! And she goes, Kathy! And so they're down on the first floor again, and he says, we got to get up and out of this house. And she says, before something like something else crazy happens, about that time the shadow figure lifts the roof off the house. And John mm-hmm. goes, follow me! She says, I know where we can hide. And so they're in a well, and John is holding on to the rope while Kathy's, you know, on his back holding on to him. And she says, I'm cold, John. Can't hold on much longer. He says, I hear something. Oh, no. It's Bessie again. She's found us, and she's getting ready to drown us in milk. And Bessie goes, moo. And then we see Kathy's grandpa. He says, what are you crazy kids doing down there? Are you all right? Kathy goes, we're okay. And then John says, any sign of a 50-foot shadow man? And he says, not that I can see. I'm bringing you up. So he brings him up. And John looks over his shoulder and says, I got you, Kath. And she says, I know, John. Aw, that's such a sweet panel. Aw. Mm-hmm. So, sort of a play on, sort of a play on, on yeah. I've got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Mr. Cobb says, it's just glad, I'm just glad you kids didn't get hurt. And she says, we were worried about you out there all by, he says, Bessie was in an ambling mood, wasn't about to let her get lost and hurt. I'm an old coot. Don't go worrying about me. John says, this stuff we saw, it was so crazy and weird. And Mr. Cobb says, it's that swamp. I told you, Kathy, not to go in there, especially when you don't know your way around. Some of those bogs emit gases. Breathe it in, and you can start hallucinating. Warped visions and all. Which, from what you both said, seems to be exactly what you got hit with. And John says, John's on his bike again. He says, I better get home before I worry my mom and dad. See you, Kathy. She says, good night, John. And so Mr. Cobb waves and says, say hello to your folks, Jonathan. He says, later, Mr. Cobb. And we have a, still have a full moon. So, John slams into the barn, parks his bike, takes a shower, leaps into bed, which is plaid, like the shirt, Lois's shirt in Gone. And mm-hmm. Lois and Clark crack open the door to his bedroom and whispers, Clark says, and here you were worried. Look at him, already in bed. She says, <laughs> Oh, responsible little boy. And John has a grin on his face. She says, Betchy, Betchy, he's scarfed down all the ice cream, though. And then outside we see the panel. The man looks more human now, and he wears glasses. And mm-hmm. you know what I thought? I thought, that's Mystery Clark. Yep. So the next scary mystery clock. <laughs> mystery clock. So the next issue is called Da 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 Reborn. Yes. Oh, yep. 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 So what we've been waiting. Yeah, that was a good. That that was a good good story. It was a good story. Drowned in milk. It's better than horrible. Well, yeah. 
a synagogue. Well, they couldn't have done the other thing. They couldn't have that coming out of her udders. No. <laughs> so, yeah, Superman was very, 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 very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, John is very entertaining. He's very, he's very much like his dad as far as protecting people and stuff, and especially Kathy. Mm-hmm. So... But he's but he's also very much like his mother, where he's like, okay, here's my flashlight, let's go. And he's like, oh, you're not allowed here, right? Maybe we should turn around, okay? You think so? <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, yeah, okay. So, the next comic was a comic we've been waiting for for about a year. We're like, when's it coming out? Oh, it's coming out this fall. When's it coming out? Next year. They finally made it. It finally came out. And what we're talking about is Super Sons. Yay. There it is. Okay. Um, Basically, what they wanted to do was to build up the build up the John character. Everybody knew who Damien was. And then they incorporated some of Damien John's stories in what was it? Superman. Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten and eleven. Yeah. So this is written by Pete Tomasi and drawn by Jorge Jimenez. Jorge started off on Smallville, drawing Smallville, mm. and Chris just yep. fell in love with his art and. Um, was texting him and stuff. Now, he does not speak English. I think he could... No. He texts English, doesn't he? Um, He texts a lot of... Because he talks to Chris, to Kimmy, and to I. I think he knows, like, we've been there since Marvel. Right. And, um, like, all my, my, my pictures and stuff is all his. <laughs> right. Um, what he does is, because... We talk primarily English. I think Kimmy can speak a bit. Uh, Kimmy and Chris can speak a bit of Spanish. I'm not too sure. Um, but what he does is he texts us in emojis. Um, That's right. And it, it does, yeah. And and it gets across, you know, like we tell him, you know, with the hot eyes, you know, we love this comic. Right. And but what he does do is he goes out of his way. Put his hashtags like Lois Lane, Superman, Clovis, yeah, and John in in English and yeah, yeah. So um, there was an interview with Jorge, and um, he's from Spain. Um, I don't know who did the variant on that. Oh, I should know this. Was that um, Dustin Newgan. Who? Dustin Newgun. Dustin Newgun. Yeah, okay. Um, there were there were a lot of variants. Um, if you went to different comic book stores, you got the different variants. Ah, okay. There was one by Gary Frank, which is amazing. Right. Um, there's one by Tyler Kirkman. Yeah. There was oh, there's there's a lot. There's a lot, yeah. Right. 
But if you bought the digital comic, then you got all the digital copies. Cool. Yep. Um, Jorge uh, gave an interview. I think he's still in Spain. Um, and, you know, I like what he said. He talked about the characters a lot. He didn't talk about his ratio or anything like that. No. Um <laughs> He's thrilled to be drawing these characters. And, you know, he's a big Superman fan. He had a Superman shirt on. Um, I like what he said that, you know, Damien is an adult in a child's body, which helps me mm-hmm. understand the character better. Because he just irritates yes. me. And then John is a kid with superpowers, but a kid, you know. And um, he's very excited about this book and, you know, he was very excited when he did Smallville as well, so. Yeah, what I love about Jorge in the interview was he never stopped smiling. Yeah, he's he, so he was, yeah, he was in this, like, swivel chair, and he never stopped swiveling, moving his hands, you know. He was so excited, and I've seen another interview of Jorge's when, he was doing other stuff. And, you know, he, he just sat still, yeah. did the interview, answered the question. This you could see. He is genuinely really excited. Um, digitally speaking, the book is number two. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of so, people wait yeah. this book. And a lot of people, what I love is every review was like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. I think the lowest was a 7.5 out of 10. Um, and just from the people that were talking about it, was it exceeded like what they wanted from this comic. Yeah. And, yeah, everybody's just really excited. So... I think um, Pete Tomasi and uh, Gleason, they went to go and get physical copies or to just check in the comic book store and stuff. Mm -hmm. The comic book store they went to sold out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I checked online, sold out. Mm -hmm. I hope they remember. The whole printed. Yeah. I hope DC printed enough copies and stuff, you know, and they don't, like, hold it back or something, like what they did with Lois Lane and things like that. Right, I don't think they are. This book had quite the build-up. It did, which is good. Yeah, and, um, you know, they got Pete working on it, and... Yeah, and they already got their own action figures, so... Right. Um, Uh, I hope my comic book shop remembered to put it in my poll list. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Not I'll read them the right act. They'll say it'll be two weeks before you can get it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I hope Diamond. I hope Diamond didn't destroy it. Yeah. Well, that too. That'll that always happens. Okay. So, prologue. There's a bunch of kids in a room. One says, can I have some of your popcorn, Archie? He says, no, you finished yours already. 
And God says, Mom, my feet are cold. And he says, sure. And so all of a sudden, Archie says, sure, Reggie, you can have the whole bowl. Yeah, something going on there. He says, better, much thanks. So the mom brings the blanket, and she she goes, better? And he goes, much thanks. Sarah, I could use another pillow behind my head. She goes, puffy or flat? He says, the the puffy one, please. Hey, Dad, can I borrow the car tomorrow? Um, Tomorrow's fine, Reggie. Would you like me to take it to the car wash first? He says, you guys are the Mm. best. And he stands up and says, how about a group hug? Okay. And he goes, I said a group hug. Okay. Now, this is a television show. This is how they dump down everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. He says, we're the closest family ever. Yeah, the guy's using mind control on them. Yeah. So, now it's now. And John is obviously going quite fast. Um, and he says, what kind of mess did you get us into? Okay, you can read the Damien part. <laughs> okay. Unless you want to be John, and I'll read the Damien part. I can do Damien. I'll, I'll, I'll read Damien. It's fine. Okay. You got to make that evil, I gave you all. evil Damien voice. Okay. No, it's, it's very sophisticated and, and uppercut. Oh, he's got his voice, too. I gave you all the permanent information on the situation. You knew full well what you were getting into. What are you talking about? You lied to me. Not true. I simply didn't tell you everything. There's too many of them. Dial it back and get control of yourself. Put me down. We're we're done running. It's time it's for, time for Robin. Superboy to take it. Oh, sorry, that's your line. Go for it. That's my line. It's time for Robin and Superboy to take a stand. What is your name first? I'm older. I'm taller. Shut up. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so we're in Hamilton County, 300 miles from Metropolis. Oh, that drives me nuts. (laughs) Two days earlier. Yeah, and John's yawning, and he's standing waiting for the bus. And somebody says, morning, step lively. And he goes, where's Pat, the regular driver? He goes, out sick. I'm filling in. And so John goes and sits by Kathy. He says, hey, Kathy, did you finish your book report? And she says, yeah, it wasn't so hard. And those kids in the back are laughing. And someone says, stop ducking and open your mouth. It's only candy. Dessert for breakfast. And and so they're, they're bugging this other guy. And he goes, come on, guys, stop. John stands up, (laughs) he's going to kick their butts, and Kathy goes, what are you doing, John? Don't get in the middle (laughs) of that. He says, I can't stand here and do nothing. Frank, Brian, can't you just leave him alone? Who do you think you are, Superman? And they all start laughing and throwing candy at him. And the driver says, sit down back there and cut out the nonsense. And so John goes, yes, sir. And he goes, sit by Kathy. And Kathy says, see, I told you. <laughs> so the bell rings at the Hamilton School. And the guy that they were picking on says, uh, whatever you're doing, you're, 
whatever you're doing, John. He goes, perfect consistency. He has a big snowball in his hand. He goes, for what? A snowball fight. Let's get Olivia and choose sides. So Kathy's going to play too. And he says, don't worry about sides. And John looks over his shoulder, and there's those bad guys. And he says, we've already picked ours. Yeah. Well, okay then. Let the war begin. So they're throwing snowballs. And one of the bad guys says, want to make this more interesting, Sam? And the other guy says, yeah. Let them have it. So they hit the one kid in the head. And John says, take cover. And and the kid's head's bleeding. He says, my head's bleeding. They put rocks in the snowballs. And John's like, oh, are you okay, Kathy? And she says, yeah, bounced off my jacket. So he makes a big old, takes a big old rock, puts a bunch of snow around it. He says, round two, bigger rocks, rain of pain time. Okay. So he goes, throw rocks at my friends. I'll show you, wait a minute, I'll show them pain. I'll show, and then he sighs because he's about ready to take his glasses off and let them have them with the heat vision. But then he says, Realizes he can't do it, and so he goes, they're getting closer. Protect your faces and get ready to charge them. And so the, so all of a sudden there's this giant big snow thing that hits them out of nowhere. <laughs> and John looks up and sees the bus driver, and so he says, guess we've got an angel on our shoulder, John. He goes, or a devil, Kathy. <laughs> He says, everyone to the bus. Alan, go inside to the nurse's office and get your head looked at. And he goes, okay. And so <laughs> the bad guys are still in the snowdrift. And so John runs, and he goes to the bus driver. He goes, what are you doing at my school? You can answer. I was bored. Wanted to see how the other half lived. And how do I live, Damien? Not sure yet, but I get, but I did get to put some hurt on some bullies. Don't you have classes back in Gotham, or do Robins even need to go to class? I'm homeschooled. Do you look- remember him? Huh? Wait a minute. Do you see oh, that he's wearing him? on his feet? He's got stilts. Yes. That's very clever. Nice job. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Remember him? And Damien holds up the bus driver's, uh, or the other guy's mask. He says, you fake being my substitute teacher during third period? You're 13 and had the nerve to make up all that stuff and teach earth science to an entire class. Oh, I have more than nerve, John, and I didn't make anything up. I could have had a doctorate in geology at seven years old. And why didn't you? Because my mother killed my professor and dumped him in the ocean. Ah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, Deadpan face. Yeah. Deadpan face. Uh, And when did you start driving, huh? Eight years old? Five, actually. And so, yeah, John gets a snowball on face. Yeah, and then he puts his disguise back on. Hmm? I don't 
think getting on that bus with you driving is a good idea. Why is that? I got you to school, didn't I? The rules say you have to be 16 to... Rules. All aboard. Sorry I'm late. Find your seat, kid. So. So. You can read Gotham City. Yeah, I'll read Gotham City. Gotham City. Wayne Manor. Damien's flinging his batarangs and poking into things. Going out a little early, Master Bruce. Yes, Alfred. Finally! And so Damien does a flip and he uses Alfred's head as a platform and he grabs his watch and says, Time to carve up. Thanks for the pivot point, Pennyworth. He says, You are so not welcome, Master Damien. Bruce says, What are you doing? He says, Heading out with you. Not tonight, you're not. You blew off your home study session. And Alfred says, You're behind on five homework assignments. Next. It's a waste of time. I already know everything. You still don't know enough to do what's required when I require it. You're being unreasonable, Father. And did you give me your word about your studies? Yes. Then keep it. That will be us. So we're back at the Kent White Smith farm. And John says, and they keep picking on him. I don't know what else to do, Dad. I wanted to use my powers a little, but I didn't. Clark says, not even in the snowball fight? So they're playing poker or something. They're playing cards. Poker with peanuts. And eating poker with peanuts. Yeah. (laughs) John goes, well, maybe I did throw a few pretty hard ones after that rock hit Alan. And Clark Clark says, you did exactly what your mom and I expected of you, Jono. You saw something unfair, and you tried to stop it. We're proud of you. And Lois says, and guess what? Someday, one of your school friends who saw you standing up for Alan is going to stand up for someone else. Then it just keeps rolling until the bullies realize no one's going to turn a blind eye anymore. And Clark says, you don't have to wear an S or a bat on your chest to be a hero, son. Just be one when it counts. <laughs> and Lois holds up three cards. She says, Trip Aces! Yeah, Lois. Uh-uh. You have them hidden under your sleeve. <laughs> and John says, Why do you keep winning every hand? And Clark's scratching and says, Never know when she's bluffing. And Lois stands up and goes, Yes! She says, No one has a better poker face than you, my darling. He says, Yes, okay. On my way. <laughs> so he takes off as Superman. But before he does, he says, i got to go. And he grabs his wife and gives her a big smoochie. And he cuts mm-hmm. his son and kisses his head and says, League thing, love ya. And he takes off as all the cards fly all around. And Lois puts her hand on John's shoulder and says, And that's a good cue for you to hit the sack, young man. And she says, 
he says, just a few more minutes. She says, nope, already let you stay up an extra half hour. And so John crawls into bed and he's laying in bed and a voice says. I love, I love that John has a Superman poster in his bed. Yeah. I want to see what else he has in his room now. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, he's got pictures of his parents. And like a farm picture and like a band picture. And then, oh, I didn't even see this. Above, he has, oh, this is so sad now. <laughs> it's like in BVS, he, you know, when Clark ha- when Lois is in Clark's bed and she looks up and she sees all his planets, yeah. John has the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jorge did love BVS, so. Yeah. So John's trying to sleep in the bed, and a voice says, Hello? Hope you remember to floss. I'm saying it. (laughs) Hope you remember to floss, Johnny boy. Oh, 9 p.m. bedtime for kitties. Are you nuts? I could have blasted you. Of course, he's got his fire. I already fired up. Mm-hmm. And I would have dodged your blast and incapacitated you with a well-placed kick to the solar plexus. Well, I would have dodged your kick and knocked you out with a left hook. Is that so? Yeah, that's so. John? And so they don't look at the door, and Lois opens the door, and he's sitting in bed. She goes, everything okay? And he goes, he's got his laptop. He goes, yeah, I just forgot to turn the volume down on my laptop. Bedtime, remember? He says, shutting it now. Good night. night, Mom. What are you doing back here? Damien's hanging upside down in a tree outside the window. Upside down in a tree. Since your father's home away from home is Metropolis, I decided I'd let you in on an investigation in progress. You did, huh? There's been an assorted break-ins and hacking attempts into LexCorp facilities. So? So, what's your name? It's Jonathan Kent. You know that. (laughs) No, it's Superboy, which means it's time to forget going to bed on time and be super. Metropolis! I can't believe you still can't fly. I haven't developed that power yet. Yeah, I like how they rip off the Dark Knight cover here. Yeah. So they're on a rooftop, and Damien says, there it is. Just climb on and piggyback. I'll leap across. Best assured, you will never find me piggybacking on your narrow shoulders. I've managed to move across cities and landscapes without your assistance long before you had an S on your chest. Let's go. We're going to get in a lot of trouble. Will you shut 
up, please. The voice says, horrible weather for breaking and entering. And they look over their shoulders. And it says, can I help you boys with something? Um, hi. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the next one is Lexi. Max. <laughs> it's Lexi, Lexi, Lexi. Uh, Super Lex is standing there, is flying there, looking at him like, uh, huh, boys, what are you up to? And we're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love how uh, I love how all the comics just sort of um, don't even bother to to acknowledge Superwoman that Lex is paralyzed, right, dying. Yeah, <sighs> atrocious. Yeah, we don't have to worry about but, that for another three weeks, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully it just gets canceled. So we highly recommend Superman. Yes, we do. We hope this never gets canceled. Yeah, because it's awesome. Yeah, I love, I love the, um, like what Jorge said, that you you capture both that Damien is an adult in a child's body and John is just a child. Right. And, and as much as it pains me that Damien has the home situation that he does because I mean it's unfair on him, you know. He he's never had a proper home. Right. And the only the only home he 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 has is one with Bruce Wayne, which is horrible, man. Yeah. Um although he has Alfred and, you know, at least in the new uh, before the new fifty two, he had Dick and he had Tim, right. and he had Oracle and that sort of thing. He doesn't really now have much just... female influence in his life. No, he doesn't. Oh, I mean, he's he not exactly to. the epitome of motherhood. No, yeah, and before he used to have a good female influence in Oracle, right? Right, but then they like destroyed that Um, but yeah you know he doesn't have good female influence in his life Um, I'd like to see him and Lois go at it just to see what that relationship would be like Lois would would grab his ear and make him sit down and like do his homework (laughs) well and I think he would admire Lois while he was Convincing the whole time, but I would because they both got brains on them. I mean, I'm, brain, Damien's not stupid. No, definitely He's not. Aggressive and what do I want to say? He's I don't know. He's kind of pompous sometimes and stuff, but he's not stupid. Yeah, you know what it is? Is he puts on a show? Right. Um, because he he is in a shell, and he doesn't let people. Yeah, and the thing is, he always he's the son of Talia Al Ghul and Batman. Right. You know, he has to be the best, and I think the pressure of that gets to him sometimes. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm actually glad that it, it's actually really good for Damien's character that he actually has someone like John. Right. Who can let him 
let loose a little. Right, and he also can let him borrow Lois every once in a while and his dad. Because Batman's <laughs> yeah. always out doing whatever. He's got five Robins, for heaven's sake. So, yeah, because they can't have one of them. <laughs> Clark and Lois may be the only sturdy foundation he knows. I would love to see Clark and Lois parenting him a little, or at least giving him some sort of support, because I think right. it would do wonders for the character. Mm. And it, would, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be kumbaya time either, because, you know, Damien's Damien, and they understand he's a troubled kid, technically. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be huggies or anything, but it's going to be, I think, in, uh, respect and admiration in the long run, you know. Mm-hmm. Which Damien can learn. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll, you know, he'll, you know, well, your mom's not stupid, you know, but, you know, I wish you wouldn't, you know, love on me or something, <laughs> even though he kind of mm-hmm. likes it, you know, that kind of deal. So, um, yeah, that would be interesting. But, you know, they're just getting the book started. This is the first issue. It was a great issue. I like that a lot. It was a great launch issue, yeah. Oh. Okay, so I'm not looking at the DC website because I already did at one point. Well Unless done. Something? Unless they change something. Next, I'm checking. <laughs> okay, next week we have Justice League of America number one. That's the one with Lobo and Horley and Killer Frost. And all yeah. That. I, I was laughing on Twitter about this with someone because we we didn't catch it initially in our report about it. Batman's like, I want to build a team without gods and Lobo's in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, also, Detective, which we haven't been reading. I mean, we've only been looking at to see if Mr. Oz shows up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman. Action. Wonder Woman. Action next week, which will not be reborn. That doesn't start till March. And yes. we're still dealing with the Mystery Clark Kent story. Right now, according to um, Dan Jurgens, I think it was, he said this concludes the Mystery Clark Kent story. And it. Yeah, and the and the ramifications lead straight into reborn. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't think I don't think Mystery Clark Kent's evil. No, I don't think so either. I just think he's misguided, or he's perceived as being misguided. Or he's, you know, brainwashed, deceived, that sort of thing, yeah. Okay, um, let's see. Oh my god, why is the DC website taking so long to load? I don't know. I'm in it already, but... Um, I'm not sure who's on... It's not Catwoman. So forget it. Um... Cheetah is on... Wonder Woman 17. Yeah, yeah I'd rather... Uh, Anna rather than Cheetah. 
Mm-hmm. She'll get her own book. Also, I'm not reading. I'm not reading Supergirl. Direct current top secrets next week. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Why don't they advertise for action comics? I don't know. Did they not put it in the gallery again? Uh uh-uh, uh, it's not there. I have to go. What is the big secret about? I mean, no wonder why they don't sell it. Well, hello, you don't put it in the gallery. Oi, oi, oi. Uh... Oh, this is an interesting cover. It's an interesting cover, too. What? <clears throat> it's okay, so it's Clayman doing the art, and it's Clark fighting Superman. Where? Um, on the DC website, you go to Action Comics and then. Oh, okay. Take the long way home. Hey, uh, long way, long way, yeah. Yeah. I actually have Action Comics, the hyperlink just saved as a bookmark, so I don't have to go look for it. Um, Mild Mannered Part Two: The Mystery of the Human Clock Kent Unraveled. Lois Lane stalks Clark's trail, but all signs point to something big on the horizon. Even the relative safety of their upstate farm can't protect Superman and his family from the threat they never expected. Clark Kent. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. That's too bad. Where did you go? I went to I went to go Action Comics and now I'm doing the search thing and it takes you to 2016 January. Duh. Oi. (laughs) Yeah. Just give me that. Okay. So we've got. Oh yeah, we got Mystery Clark fighting Superman. Mm Mhm. And then. Then we have Clark, Superman opening up his shirt to show the S with a giant S, and then a bunch of stuff in, it, in that green thing. See that green thing? I told you. The green behind the Yeah. S. I can then see in, it, yep. What is that? The other March. It's like, it's the, the Superman, the, not Superman, Clark Kent has like blue electricity coming off of him. Yeah. Also, on in the March issues, which would be the Reborn issues, they have these stripes going through the covers. What does that yes. represent? Um, the stripes are like hidden figures, and when you put them all together, then it shows you like Savant's history. Well, even on the second one, because it's kind of plain. No, the second one doesn't line up with this. Remember, you have to buy Superman, then action. Yeah. Superman, then action. So you need to line it up with Superman. So, because, like, you can notice the big S behind the green stripe. Right. Now, when you line it up with Superman, you yeah. get Superman's face and the Kent farm and stuff like that. So... Yeah, you have to line it up that way. Oh, okay. Well, in the action, was it? 
976. You got red electricity coming out of one of them and blue electricity coming out of the other one. Yeah, red electricity is the new 52 Superman. Right. And blue is uh, our Superman. That's crisis. Yeah. So, but where's the blue electricity coming from in the, um, what date is that? 974. That's next week. Right, but it's coming out of Mystery Clark. Exactly. That's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Yep. And and Superman's like heat visioning him. Yeah. And nothing's happening to his his Henry Cavill like bicep. Right, but his shirt got burnt. Shirt got burnt, not him. Yeah. I'm trying to look for a bigger picture so I can see. What is ah? Uh, there we go. Uh oh, is there a preview for this? Let's see. Uh, go back, you stupid thing. Let's see. Let's see. Load, man. Load. Oi, so slow. Load it, baby. Um, new image, oh. giant image of this. Don't make me put in another program. Um, no preview. No preview. Not yet. No preview. Of? Of what? Action Comics 974. Oh, there's no preview. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, there's like no paste. sneak peek. Yeah. Okay, let me image. What? Okay, Speed the green pie. things. Yeah, they're, they're like fighting in a forest. So the green things are leaves. And they're like cutting down trees. Right. And stuff, yeah. It's the Arctic. Again. Ugh. Why, why, Holly? Why? I don't know. It just makes me feel good to say crap about New 52. All right. Okay, I'll get this five times bigger. Okay, in 977, we have Superman running, ripping his shirt off. And then we see him flying with the American flag. We have him breaking the chains, kryptonite chains, Mm -hmm. him marrying to Lois. yeah, that's having that's, their baby um, and him putting the bow back on top of the Daily Planet. That's Afterbirth. <laughs> oh, Afterbirth. That is just bad <laughs> title. After After Rebirth. <laughs> it's after, after Rebirth. Oh, that's disgusting. I I just realized because I said it out loud, right? Superman. After, but I'm like, uh, uh no, better not say it like that. Okay, so apparently, so where's New Fifty Two going? 
According to, like, some people, they think they're going to fuse together because, you know, when Superman's, um, when Superman super fled for the last time in Final Days of Superman, because pre, uh, pre-52 Superman was so close to him, they think that he sort of stole some of his energy, which is why he was getting um, so weak. That doesn't make sense to me because here's my question. No. Because, okay, so we got Lois, dead Lois. Mm-hmm. And in the preview, in the solicit, it says something about someone escapes Mr. Oz's prison, and it's not Tim. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So, and if they put Lana in there, I hope Lois kills her. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I hope it's New 52 Superman that was in Oz's, Oz's um, thing, cell. Cell what? You know, like how we said, Mr. Oz always had four uh, prison cells. One had Tim, one would probably have Hawkman. The other two has New 52 Superman and Lois Lane. Yeah. So maybe New 52 Superman escaped. Well, maybe. And then we got that mm-hmm. one in China who's like, I don't know what. Yeah, he's a clone. He's like a proper clone because they took blood samples and did all that stuff. He was born in a right. test tube. Oh, oops. Here, let me try this. Okay. Ah, I see what you're saying about the covers. Mm-hmm. The last one has Oz doing something. You know what? Jeez. If you go on to FYI, Superman and Lois Lane, she arranged them in order and put them okay. nicely. This kind of reminds me of Kismet in a way. Yes, the stars and stuff. Yeah. Mhm. If you go back and if you look at Kismet's origin, where when that cover, yeah, that she um when when she uh first appeared, right in post crisis, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. So who put them together? Uh, F, yeah, Superman and Lois Lane. On what, Tumblr? On Tumblr, yeah. I can't remember the last time I was on Tumblr. Isn't that awful? Yeah, neither can I. I, yeah. I used to be on there all the time. I know, I sometimes I used to, just, I used to go every single day. Now it's just like whenever I see something posted, or if I, like, have something. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we should have at least two issues that are really good. Wonder Woman, unless Cheetah takes over. And Action, mm-hmm. with Mystery Clark. So there's that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's going to be our show. And we had really, really good mm-hmm. comics this week. We did. 
Mm-hmm. And thank you for reading the Damien part. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Only I could do that. That's right. So I'm very into Damien's character. <laughs> <laughs> Release your, e- e- your internal Damien. Um, okay, so next week we'll be back. We'll have a few comics to go over. Maybe we'll get some better, mm-hmm. we'll get some more movie news. Maybe Funko actually Hopefully. has the lowest lane figure. <laughs> Can't keep dreaming. Dream on. So thank you, Taj, for a great show. Thank you. Next next week, I promise I'll take a nap and I'll be a little bit more alert. Well, you were good this week. I didn't make complaints. Yeah. I did Damien's part. You can't complain. That's right. That's awesome. Okay, so everybody have a great week and enjoy your comics. Night. Yep. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.